2: Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding the finances, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music, and Ann Kennedy.
0: Hi there, this is Ann Kennedy, co-host of CEO Coach. It's August, it's hot, and we told you to take a vacation. Well, guess what? We're going to take our own advice. Jillian and I will be on a break for a few weeks. Meanwhile, we'd like to offer you a couple of our favorites from this past year, Enjoy, and we'll be back in a few weeks with fresh ideas for you on the CEO Coach. Laura Weintraub is CEO of the world-renowned digital marketing agency AIM Clear, which has been on Inc. Magazine's 505,000 lists for fast-growing companies every year since 2011, the year Laura joined the company Uh uh, uh, (laughs) as COO and general counsel. Since she took the helm at, as CEO, revenues have doubled, while the company size grew by slightly more than a third. Furthermore, Aimclear has been named one of the best places to work in Minnesota three times. Welcome,
3: Laura. Well, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here with both of you.
4: Oh, thanks for joining us. Um, we're pretty impressed. So we have a mutual admiration society going here. Um, but seriously, I'm really impressed with the growth that has taken place under your watch at Clear, And we're hoping that you will talk about that expansion, about your processes, and the things that have helped you make this company so successful.
3: Awesome. But, but I look forward to it.
0: But first, can you tell us a little bit just about what Clear does for our listeners?
3: Sure. We're a, we're a marketing agency um, with probably with a focus on digital. Um, we do everything, every piece of the puzzle from, you know, website development, um, all the way down to traditional PR and everything in between, everything from social to search, SEO. There isn't a piece of, of the pie that we really can't handle. And our newest exciting venture is now into programmatic buying as well. So we're excited about um, what the future holds as well. Awesome. And so,
0: what specifically is your portfolio as CEO? I know that might seem like a self-evident question, but I'd love to have you walk through what it is you do specifically at, at Aim Clear.
3: Sure. My role at, at, at Aim Clear is really to um, take the burden off of our marketers in terms of all of the back-end stuff, the contracts, the, the just the, the basics of running a company and, and managing people and managing processes and managing vendors and things like that so that the focus for our marketers is really getting clients what they need, when they need it, um, and being at the the forefront and the cutting edge of what's going on out there in the industry.
4: So we often call that giving them all the tools and toys they need to play at the top of their game. And I think that's what you just described. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Quite brilliant. So, um, so a lot of what you do is business functional stuff, but I think you're also part of strategic planning. Do you want to kind of address how that works as well? Uh, You don't just sit around making contracts, you know?
3: (laughs) No, I don't. No, it's, it's, it's a lot of, um, really digging in, um, really understanding from a financial perspective, where we're making money, where we're um, where we need to improve efficiencies, and really challenging the team strategically across the board of making us better every single day, and that comes um, from like very informal things to you know overall budgeting process and making sure that every piece of the puzzle is is answered and understood by every member of the organization. Um, one thing that's been really important to me for Aimclear is that we really make business people out of our entire company and each person understands their role in the success of Aimclear. And we've made some incredible strides, especially in the last year of really digging in and making sure that everybody knows their role. And so for me, it's about empowering the team so that they can really own Aimclear.
4: Yes, that makes really good sense. So as you work through that you actually touched a little on corporate culture. If your role is also in communication so that every person understands their role in making the company's success, then what you have is a group of people working toward a mutual success rather than individuals who are merely, you know, rewarded with, uh, you know, verbal kudos at meetings or bonuses or whatever it is so that it doesn't become kind of a dogfight among the employees but rather a collaborative effort. So Tell us a little bit about the corporate culture over at Aim Clear. How do you establish it? How do you hold it?
3: Uh, really, the, the, the founding foundation, and, and if you come into our offices, um, what you'll see is that, um, especially at our headquarters in Duluth, it's um, focused around a huge kitchen, sort of like a dinner party. And that's sort of been our theme across the years, is coming in, we have um, different conference rooms and different areas, couches and things like that. So that when you hold a meeting, it feels like you're comfortable at home. Um, you can put your feet up. You can you know, grab a snack out of the refrigerator or whatever. And um, we find that that really fosters a lot of creativity. But that only goes so far because the reality is, is if you're not listening to your team members and really fostering that collaboration, you're not going to get the results you want. And so from the very beginning, what we focused on is making sure that no decision is made in a vacuum or in a silo. Um, Haven't always gotten that perfect, but the reality is, is that one of the reasons we're not a virtual company is there is an incredible energy that comes from the synergy of everybody being in the same room. Uh, of the teams working together, and um, and just everything we do, the way the offices are set up, is really to foster that collaboration so that everybody feels supported and so that we get the best product possible to our clients because it's been seen and touched by several people who are just the ultimate experts in their area.
4: So I would agree that... Um... Uh, companies that are virtual um, have their advantages in uh, cost-saving sometimes and in certainly getting excellent um, partners to be part of it, uh, even if they're not local. But there are huge challenges with it. Uh, Anne and I see that in some of our portfolio companies. And yet yeah, this concept of a synergy f- that is very strong when you're in person and it fosters collaboration is an interesting concept. So kudos on having Kind of supported that both physically with the environments that you build, so that the office is comfortable, and then of course enforcing that uh, so that the people who work with you and for you understand that that's their goal. So uh, you talked a little bit about making um, decisions in a vacuum. Can you give us a um, an example where you got it right, and an example where you went, "Ooh, we got to do better next time."
3: You know, it's really easy to just, um, especially as a CEO, and everybody's really busy. For me to, you know, just oh, well, this is the way we're going to to handle this particular client or this particular vendor. And the reality is, sometimes um, or, or often, our team members have incredible relationships. That we can leverage, that we can um, tap into, and so making sure, for example, um, before we send out um, an ad campaign, that not just creative has touched it, but but also um, other areas. You know how, even if it's not a, a search campaign, if there's something else, how are we making sure that we're we're putting out everything in in a much more holistic uh, way. Um, where I haven't done it well is when I've just said, you know, this is the way we're going to do it. And I forget that, that people's emotions are tied to a particular outcome or a particular decision. And that hasn't worked, whether it's been, you know, cutting out a lunch and learn or, you know, deciding not to do a book club or, or things like that, where, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't think that, that people necessarily Um, that impacts them. And then I get feedback that, you know, that was actually really important to us and we wish you had come to us and we could have found a better solution.
4: Right. So I guess your counsel is ask the team. I often talk about the fact that it's the busboy that knows whether the recipe for peas is any good because the cook keeps cooking it and the maitre d' keeps seating people and the waiters keep serving it. But the only one who scrapes it off the plate is the
0: busboy and that's, that's the exactly one that
4: right These yeah. were any good or not
0: <laughs> well that, that said we need to take a break for a few messages from our sponsors but we'll be right back with Laura Weintraub on CEO Coach
4: we're talking today with Laura Weintraub CEO of the marketing and PR agency aim clear so as we kind of recap what's going on here uh, certainly you've had quite extraordinary success over the months and years and uh, have landed on the fortune excuse me, on the Inc. 500 as well as the 5,000 fastest growing lists. We know that it's easy to be on the Inc. 500 fastest growing when you're very tiny because, you know, doubling $100,000 a year is one thing. Doubling it when you get to 500 and a million and then 5 million and 10 million, that's quite something different. So we recognize the value you've added to the corporation and the growth that you've seen over the time. One of the things that you talked about as being – critical to the Aim clear philosophy and culture was around how you build your offices, putting, if you will, large kitchens in the middle and rooms and pods and spaces around it to provide people the kind of comfort to generate ideas, conversation, and interaction. I thought that was very valuable to CEOs who are thinking about how they're going to put their offices together And of course, that only goes so far. So engendering the kind of an environment where it's not just one person against the other, how much did you sell or serve or do, but rather we collaborate and serve our customers as a group and we succeed or we sink as a group is a really important corporate culture element. So those things, again, for those CEOs listening who are just coming up to that fast growth stage, It's important to think about how your culture will grow over time. And then you talked about a great number of things in segment two. I was hoping that before we close up here, you could provide a number of tips from some of what you talked about, perhaps, but some things we might not have touched on. What would be your hottest three tips or four tips for the CEOs and the C level executives who are listening today?
3: Um, I would say number one really embrace the 360 mentorship piece because the reality is is that you've if you've hired well, if you've followed you know the Jim Collins put the right people on the bus that that piece you've got people in your organization who know more than you about certain things and leverage that and and grow from that. so number one 360 degree mentorship. Second, I would say transparency. I think that it's it's really helped the culture of Aimclear and the success of our employees individually and as a team to really understand the impact they personally can bring to the success of the company. And as a part of that, that builds their brand as well. So transparency. Um, and then third, I would just say um, do your best as CEO, especially if you're managing growth, to find a way to be calm. It's really hard, <laughs> um, and there are days that I white knuckled it, um, and that we all white knuckled it because it was so exciting, and, and every every event seemed amplified, um, and just finding a way to take a deep breath, um, step back, analyze every decision, so that you really feel like you're making um, you know a really informed, wise, um, long term decision for the company.
4: That's absolutely brilliant. So I'll just recap here. I think what you've said is embrace that 360 mentorship. If you put the right people on the bus, you have the people you need to mentor you and each other very well. Transparency is important, and you must reinforce the value of all your employees. Let them grow personally and professionally. Let them build their own brand. And finally, find a way to keep calm and carry on, right? It's going to be a rough ride and everybody
3: breathe. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that sounds like Anne's rules of survival. Yes, <laughs> it does. Well, we yes, did a we show, did another show entirely <laughs> on that concept. So uh, quite uh, true. Num- number f- three rule number three is uh, remain calm or try to remain calm until everybody else comes to their senses. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So we've got about a minute left here. Um, I'd love to have you tell us. I, I bet you'd like to give a shout out to some of the volunteer organizations you support. I know you have a, a long history of volunteer leadership. Do you want to tell us a little bit? There are two in particular that um, I noted. One was the Human Development Center and the other was the DRCC.
3: Right. Um, These are both um, two organizations that are dear to my heart. The Human um, Development Center is a community mental health um, facility or or organization um, located here in Duluth um, that provide mental health care on a sliding fee scale for those who otherwise couldn't afford it, um, in addition to providing care for those who have insurance coverage. But it's really it's a whole philosophy of making sure that the whole community um, has strong mental health. And it's not just about therapy. It's about, you know, educating and being available and being in the schools and things like that. So that's just, that's, you know, been at the heart, my heart um, for almost 20 years. And DRCC um, also, you know, group um, group homes for people with um, mental and, um, physical disabilities, um, just they do such amazing work. Um, and what both organizations do is really value their employees as well as the clients they serve. Um, and I would encourage anybody who wants to be a leader to really delve into the organizations like this in their own communities because I, I obtained amazing and intense, um, leadership training. Uh, for free I mean I had never really understood financials until I served as treasurer for one of these organizations and then I had to learn it so these are great opportunities for people who want to take on leadership roles and want to be involved and want to impact their community to get really free free training
4: that sounds really good so what you're really saying is leadership training can be had free of charge by serving nonprofits. so dig in yeah yeah All right, and with that, we're going to have to call it to a close. Before we do, Laura, thank you so much for being with us. Could you tell us how people can reach you if they have questions, either about your company for its services, but also perhaps about some of your wisdom as being a CEO?
3: Oh, well, thank you both so much. This has been so much fun, and it was a great opportunity to sort of organize my thoughts about being a CEO, so thank you. And certainly anybody can reach me at my email address, Laura at aimclear.com, and I'd be happy to talk to them.
4: Excellent. Thanks so much again for joining us. That's it for this Monday morning at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their continued support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so many other places around the web. You can find links and more at our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you're out there. Tell us what you'd like to hear at CEO Coach. We'll try to address it next time. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Musick with my partner, Ann Kennedy. You can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week.
2: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this.
0: Contact the web marketing experts at Training.com.
2: Money doesn't grow on trees. So you'll probably have a better chance of growing your business with Cranberries. What? Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach. Only on Cranberry Radio.
4: So today we're going to talk about this concept of giving away your Legos. We found a wonderful article at, let's see, it was at first round. The article is written by Molly Graham. Well, actually, no, it's about her, really. Molly Graham was uh, had a team at Google, and it went from 25 people to 125 in just one nine months. So we're talking about hyper growth. She stayed at Google for over four years, and that company during that time went from 500 employees serving 80 million users to 5500 5500 so 5,500 employees and over 1.1 1. 1 billion users
0: yeah that was that was the phenomenal growth of fa- of Facebook that was so extraordinary so Molly really does have her chops in this department that's right at Google and at Facebook. So she was at Facebook for four and a half years, I think, or a
4: little bit more, and just under a year at Google. And in both cases, she experienced this kind of hyper-growth in terms of the number of employees who were there and the number of people that the company was serving. Now, I think she's also the COO of Productivity uh, Tool Startup, right, uh, Quip, right, Quip, and She's now laying the groundwork for her team to grow and catering to a customer base of startups that is also growing very quickly. So um, they call it in the article, they have the pedal to the metal. <laughs> okay, I like that. So the point is that her job over at Facebook was to sort out culture, compensation and performance systems that help make that kind of thing possible, uh, that kind of growth possible. It's a a really hard thing to do. And she came up with this concept that says you have to give away your Legos. And I like the way she expressed it. You know, success is determined by your ability to let go and give away the things that you are not just comfortable with but happy with every few months sometimes and sometimes every few weeks. It's a, a dizzying pace of growth. And there is this comfort thing that gets into your mind about what it is that you do, right? The human likes repetition. You and I talk about that a lot in marketing, right? Yep. That, that we all have this sense of, you know, uh, what is it, uh, reading Goodnight Moon at night to your children, right? They want to hear it 7,000 times and more. And if I say that at a conference, you know, when I talk about that sort of thing, everybody in the audience who has kids laughs. They know exactly what I'm talking about. The kid wants the same book every night, why? And the answer is because we are comfortable with what we know. We're comfortable with repetition and the orderly and organization of you know, of our day that is morning and night. We like that sense of comfort and we don't grow out of it. So specifically, so, people who travel, right? It's all about breakfast. Yep. After you've had a breakfast that you're accustomed to, then you could do whatever it is you want for the rest of the day. You can experience new things. You can taste new things. It's all really cool. But at breakfast, you really want that comfort food. Indeed. Okay. So, how does that connect with business? And well, past, and Legos.
0: <laughs> and Legos. Right. I mean,
4: Legos are a thing. little bit like that, too, right? They're our toys. We like them. We're comfortable with them. We know what we're building with them. There are stuff we don't
0: want to give them away. It's not just comfort. It's joy. So when a company is scaling, it seems to me that comfort is not something that one can expect. It's not your friend. That's right. right. And that's
4: why there are so few, relative to the population on the planet, so few truly successful entrepreneurs. And even fewer are serial entrepreneurs. They do it again. It's an unusual mindset for the human race. The human race enjoys repetition. It is comfortable with repetition. And it wants it again and again. So doing this entrepreneurial thing that says the concept for or the the premise for success is that you will constantly do things that you never did before. That you are uncomfortable doing and you must give away your toys, if you will, these tasks that you have become comfortable with even only the last few days or weeks, right? As soon as you get good at it, you must give it away and then you must trust somebody else to do it as well as you did. There are two things at play here that make it so difficult to grow, especially at a very fast rate. And this is what cuts the wheat from the chaff. This is what cuts the winners from the losers, Right? right at the point where a small idea is about to grow and become extraordinarily large, that's when the founders fall apart. And you and I have seen it again and again. And it's called founderitis. You betcha. So that's what giving away your Legos is all about. If you become comfortable with a particular job, you become good at it. And if you want to do it again, that's great. But here's the thing. When a company is newly formed, there's usually just the founders. Right, you, you don't usually get out of the gate with all of the money intact and you get a full team. You'll get somewhere between one and three or four people working on an idea, and then you'll get a few more and so on and so forth. Now, the founder or founder group, whichever, a few of them, right, will be doing everything. So they're going to be developing their own little website and they decide, oh, it's going to be the color maroon and it's just perfect, the right color maroon. Because while you're sitting there wiggling around whether or not it's a little too fire engine red or a little too dark a uh, purpley maroon, your mind is at ease. You're not focusing on what you really should be worrying about. Like, did we launch this website and did we get it to enough people? So, you know, did we market enough? Did we write enough content and so on and so forth, right? You're worrying about the color of the maroon on the home page and the width of the line that that maroon color is in, right? What I'm saying is there's comfort in not
0: looking at the real problems. And, and are you then saying you have to step outside your comfort zone? Exactly. Of course you do. And every entrepreneur
4: knows it. Every entrepreneur will slip into it, whether it is wiggling about particular elements of an algorithm they're building for their software or whether it is playing with the color of the, you know, website on this particular little image or whether it's designing something else, you know, that, that you're creating in a 3D product. It, it doesn't matter. There will be something that you do that just calms your mind and it gives you a break. And I'm saying that's okay. Just don't wallow in it. And wallowing in it is a constant problem for CEOs. They devolve into it because the rest of what they're doing is fearful. And that, as I said, cuts the wheat from the chaff. Those that can say, all right, I'll allow myself 10 minutes to play with this. That was fun. Now, let's get back to work. Those that can break out of it and say, enough, really do succeed. Those who don't will not move their companies forward. And you know, if you're listening, what it is that you indulge in that is, if you will, playing with your Legos. That's the concept. Now, giving away your Legos is even more important. It isn't just that you have to stop playing with them. You have to give them away entirely. And that's about the job that you do. In the beginning, you do all jobs. At some point, you must say somebody else has to now take care of the books and somebody else has to go and uh, manage the office and somebody else has to actually build the product, uh, be my technology officer. I can no longer wiggle in that thing. My job is to get out there and be the face of the company or the other way around. Somebody else has to go out and make all those speeches and have all that fun at conferences and so on, being the front face of the company. And I've got to go do something else. You have to know what it is you must give away. I think we need to take a break, and
0: We've got some sponsors that want to say hi. And let's let them do it. We'll be right back.
2: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this.
5: Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at Development.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix,
2: SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio.
0: Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music, and we're talking about giving away your Legos. Or more specifically, Jillian, aren't what we're really talking about is scaling a company to really big ideas?
4: Yes, I would say so. Again, at the beginning, you do everything. It's important to start giving away those kinds of things. It's important to get over the notion that nobody else will do it as well as you did. And if you can't get over the notion, you're just going to have to get comfortable with the notion one way or another because
0: there is no way that you're going to run a global organization with one person. Well, actually, we have some hard numbers on that from, I think it was First Round Capital, who uh, examining 20 years of performance found that uh, solo founders, their companies were outperformed by 153% by every company with more diverse teams. I I just thought I'd throw that
4: in for the heck of it. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's a critical piece to to understand. That's the first part of giving it away. If you've got a bright idea, I would say the first thing is go get yourself some co-founders. Stop trying to do this all by yourself. Otherwise, you have a one-person idea. It's not going anywhere. doesn't mean you cannot be a solo founder, but you sure
0: are going to do a whole lot better. 153%, Ann? That's That's what the numbers showed. 20 years, billions of investment. 153%. Yeah.
4: 153%. So if you're an angel investor listening to this thing, I'd say you want to go into, uh, you know, investing companies with co-founders. A single person probably not so much. That would be my number one. <laughs> All right. Yep. So and we also have some stats around kind of the phases of scale. What what are some of those?
0: Well, this again comes from Molly Graham who is now at Quip but from her experience scaling up Google and Facebook, and we have to say that was some pretty mighty scaling. So here's how she defines it. 30 to 50 when you're going from being a family to being a company. And I actually had a pause over that number because I was thinking – 30 is a pretty big family, but I think I know what she means. Because at 30, you can still sort of interface with everybody on an individual level, and you don't really need middle management, and and you can do a lot as the CEO. Yeah. But when you get to 50, you really do need to become a company and think like a CEO of a company.
4: Yes. I would totally agree that 30 is kind of the max amount where you can, as you say, interface with every single person there and every single person can. You feel like a big tribe, if you will. You can all still fit into a very large restaurant. You can all take you know, a day trip and everybody will show up kind of thing. It goes away right at about the 50. What happens then?
0: Well, then from 50 to 200 employees, that's sort of middle school, and I just recall hearing uh, some principal for one of my children say, "Yep, middle school sucks." <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, it's the pre-adolescent; it's when the hormones are raging, or beginning to bubble up, and uh, and mm-hmm. the uh, it's just a tough time for everybody. But what's more interesting is we get over two hundred, and you're going up to seven fifty, and that is squarely as. Uh, As Graham puts it, the company has the temperament and biases of a teenager and the growing pains to prove it. (laughs) I love that. Having raised a few teenagers amongst us, I think we know how that goes.
4: I agree. It's it's kind of, I don't know, this eye of the storm is when you're at that uh, 50 to 200 and you recognize that something is about to happen. And yes, from 200 to 750, you're moving from one type of entity to a very, very different type. What happens at 750?
0: Well, then you're pretty corporate and that's where corporate politics begins to seep in. And so you need to uh, employ some really pretty sophisticated and big league techniques of uh, making sure that uh, things are well communicated within a company, that keeping people on the same page, elevating successes across the company, rooting out the people who are not performing as well and building a structure that, allows all of the people to be effectively managed for the betterment of your company, which means Mm -hmm. you are definitely giving away a lot of Legos at that point.
4: Yes, I totally agree. So I think the real takeaways is what we're saying, as Graham described. She said, almost everything about scaling is counterintuitive, And one of the foremost examples is that reacting to the motions that you're having as your team adds more people is usually a bad idea. Everyone's first instinct is to grab back the Legos that the new kid took, right, to fight them for that part of the tower or to micromanage the way they're building the tower.
0: That micromanagement, that's the piece of that quote that really speaks to me. And you know what the irony is, is that frequently those very people, the week before the new new people came in, they hated their Legos and they wanted to give them back. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> That's true, too. Right. Her, her quote in this particular portion of her article says, chances are, if you pick up your head and look around, there's a brand new exciting pile of Legos sitting right in front of you. right Right. so what she's really saying is that at each stage it's important to give away this little micromanagement of whatever it was you were doing remember i talked about this you know maroon line or fire engine red or whatever it was right from that tiny little bit to the next piece that says well the development of this particular product is my baby and i'm going to see it through to the end the answer is maybe not Maybe you're going to say, all right, I got the MVP of this website up now and somebody else is going to build the entire next piece of it or I even started building the next MVP and I'm going to let that go. I began this algorithm but now I'm going to hire people who specialize in the development of algorithms and I'm not going to get into it again. I'm going to give them the overarching arching idea and I'm going to get my nose out of it. Those are difficult things because that's much more than the color of the maroon line. Now you're giving away the idea that somebody else can build, or you're getting comfortable with the idea that somebody else can build the algorithm that will kind of be the foundation of your
0: corporation. That's pretty tough. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week.
2: The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.